I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And I was like, fucking hell, that Kelvin Fletcher's absolutely lush. Does anybody know if he's got a bird? This woman just stands out and she's like, yeah, he's married to me. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by none other than Strictly Professional, podcast host, and all-round fucking queen. And yes, the fucking was necessary, because it's only my pussy, everybody! Woo! How are you? I'm so good, mate. Yeah, I honestly just said to you, off, off screen, off record, whatever we call this, that every time I speak about you, I get the Strictly theme tune oh. in my head. And I'm so sorry about it, but it is playing away right now in my head. Like, how much of the year is that just in your head, mate? It, do you know what? I feel like at the beginning of the year I'm like oh I can actually deal with this song I can deal with it but then when it gets closer to the time I'm like oh, so you need to prepare you need to make sure that your hair looks good you need to make sure that you're fine you're healthy you're, you're strong I'm like oh the song is coming can I just say by the way your t-shirt is everything I like I loved you before I really 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 liked you before but now that you're wearing a baby older t-shirt I am absolutely in love with you love it I live so for baby Yoda m- 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 memes. I am a meme. <laughs> I stalk it at like two in the morning and I just laugh to myself. <laughs> I love him. He's so wonderful. I actually have a lightsaber kicking around somewhere as well. So, I mean, if you're really into it, I can get that out for you and we can make I this have, a real party. I have a diary. I have a wallet and I actually have the doll. That's, that's the obsession. That's my weird obsession. You one up me. I feel like the way you feel about Baby, baby Yoda is how I feel about Harry Potter. I'm a little bit... We're geeks, aren't we, actually, Rodi? Yes, just, we are. Yes, we are. Our geeks, geeks together. That's it. I'll be a geek any day. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Rodi. I know you are literally so busy, mate, aren't you? I, I try... Do you know what? Actually, people were saying that to me, and then now I've learned to just keep quiet about it. Because mm. sometimes you go, yeah, I'm so busy, and you think it's a good thing. You think it's mm. a good thing. And then they go, oh, you're busy, huh? So now I've learned to go, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. But yes, 24 hours in a day, yeah. I use every single hour to the max. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Like, I've always been one of these people who's like, oh, I'm too busy, I'm, I'm too stressed to be blessed. Like, too, too dre- blessed to be stressed? That's the right way. Yes. Right. 
running around many miles an hour. But it, recently, it's felt like something you can't necessarily say to everybody without taking into consideration their circumstance. Like with COVID and stuff, it's left a lot of people who love to be busy mm. with time on their hands. And yeah. I've had that conversation as well. Like where you're like, oh yeah, I'm really busy. Work's been great. And it's not the same for them. So it's a shame, isn't it? That you have yeah. to kind of almost dull your sparkle. But yeah. I suppose it's like, it's just the, the circumstances we've been in in the last 12 months, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's more like just putting your head down and and just working. I've, I've learned this with friends as well. I told my friends, I was like, look, I'm the dip in, dip out friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we will probably go weeks without talking. And the yeah. only thing you'll get from me is a text that says, I love you and I'm thinking of you. And yeah. then when I see you, it's like a massive catch up. But <laughs> I, I, I don't want to even... I, like, I can't handle friends who put me under stress for not being yeah. around. Like, why are you yeah. not around? I'm like, mm. <laughs> and I don't want to say I'm working. So I'm like, because I'm not around. So <laughs> my good, good friends, they get it. We literally yeah. will text each other and meme something crazy. And then that's it. I think I'm the friend, like I'd probably describe myself as, you know, the one friend that you go, like you don't want to drink with, like you kind of do want to drink with, but also you see the thing, oh shit, I'm going to be recovering from this from like a week. Like that's the friend who I am. I'm definitely the the fun story to tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100% like, oh my God, and then we woke up in a bin, like that's me. <laughs> I would have anxiety. I would literally be like, oh, Vicky, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't, we can't be waking up in bins because what's my dad going to say if he sees this in the front cover of, of a magazine? I can't. My parents are watching. No. I'll, I'll let you. Do you know what? But I will be the friend who I'll tuck you in with a rubbish bin, like oh. like all the trash in the bin. Mm. I'll tuck you in. I'll take a photo. I'll go home. And then I'll send it to you the next day. But I will not be jo- joining you in the trash can. That's, do you know what, babe? That's fine. Just the thought of you tucking me in with a, with a little plastic bag is all I need to get me through the day. I'm so pleased you did bring up your mum and dad because I am. Um, I've been reading up on you, doing a little cyber stalk, and I was so shocked, Odie, to find out that dancing hasn't always just been exactly what you did. You were a civil engineer. At yeah, uni, you did it at uni, didn't you? Tell us a little bit about that because. Right, I don't want to make a general, like, make an assumption here, but I look at you, Audie, and I say dancer. I say outgoing, I say flamboyant, I say larger than life, I say huge personality. I don't say civil engineer. I know, right? (laughs) That's the thing, though. I I was, I don't know what it is. It's a very South African thing Mm -hmm. uh, where... Oh, or maybe not, let me not generalise. It's a very our family thing where my parents Mm -hmm. are very much... Jack of all trades does not exist. Whatever you do, you have to be good at it. Like you have to. And you put under, it's not pressure. You put under this light of if you want to do maths and science, you you have to be really good at it. Um, And whatever you do, you have to love. So it doesn't feel like hard work. I always loved maths and science growing up. I always loved structures. I always loved building. And I always wanted to help people. And in South Africa, when you're starting out, you start building homes for homeless people. And that's how they do it as internship. And I wanted to become a cartographer. And they were like, oh, no, your marks are too good. Let's Study of maps, right? Yes, yes. I want that. And then they were like, no, let's put you into engineering. Let's actually use what you have. And I studied engineering. And I went into it because I genuinely wanted to build 
homes and houses for, for homeless people and towns and bridges. And then my allergy. I have an allergy. Okay. I'm allergic to dust and I'm allergic to pollen. So okay. I meant I couldn't be out on the site building things because then I'll be, you know, hay fever. Yeah. So then I went into waterworks, which was really weird, uh, working with water and, and designing sluice gates. And then I loved it. But to be an engineer, I had to then stop dancing because there wasn't time. And it's a traveling job and I started dancing when I was four so that was already who I was and when I had to stop one and do the other it just didn't feel right yeah. didn't feel right felt like you were denying yourself something like a yeah. huge part of you yeah. yeah do you know you know when they tell you and I and, and I find it really when you're young they always go stay true to yourself stay true to yourself stay yeah. true to yourself be confident be confident um and when I listened to my heart my heart was like this is not this engineering is good and it's a stable life, but this is not what you are destined to do. And it's if you don't follow your it, world on fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you don't do it, you will regret it. Mm-hmm. And the the worst thing you'd want to do is to say, "I I regret not leaping, not jumping, not jumping. I don't know where I'm gonna land. I'm gonna land on my face, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it." That was it. And how did you, so obviously, how did your family feel about that decision, mate? Because it does feel as though they wanted you to continue with the engineering mm. down a, a more, I suppose, stable route, I suppose. Yeah. So I think my my mom was more like, I, I was really lucky first because I have an older sister, Mutsi, who yes. did the same thing. So she was a lawyer and then she was like, haha, I don't, I can't, I like dancing, left and went to Germany. <laughs> And she's 10 years older than me. So everything that I experienced or she experienced, there was a 10-year gap. So she was very successful in what she did. So when I said I might follow in her footsteps, they were like, you've got two options. You either mm-hmm. end up as successful or your sister yeah. or more. But you're like, you yeah. don't have a choice. Like, you cannot <laughs> fail. And, so and wasn't an option. No, it wasn't. And so, but what what they're adamant about was that you had to do it. I had to do it on my own. My parents right. were like, the only way that you can learn how to survive and be strong, you're moving to another continent, you're learning a new language, you're going to be a dancer, you have to do it on your own. So I saved up my money, I bought a ticket, and I moved to Germany. But knowing that I had this role model of a sister who made it she made she made it on her own so for me I you know when people say if you don't see it you can't be it I mm-hmm. had my sister to see it like she yeah. was it and I was like it is possible it's absolutely yeah. possible I just have to keep my head down and keep working that's so lovely then that Moti yeah. provide you with Moti provided you with such I suppose inspiration yes because yeah. if you think about it if I say to my mom mm, I'm leaving engineering yeah. And I'm going overseas. Had my sister went overseas and come back, they would be like, "Look at your sister. Do you want yeah. to end up?" But she went overseas, and so now when and when they go, "Are oh, you leaving?" I can go, "Yes. Look at my sister. She did it. So it's yeah. possible." And so it made it less of a struggle. This is like a common thing between older sisters and younger sisters, by the way. Like, not that I'm suggesting I run off to Germany and become <laughs> a fantastic dancer. <laughs> I obviously did not. My, my Mine are a little bit more basic. But Laura, my sister, is obviously younger than me. Um, I'm 33. She's turning 30 in August. And um, so she's more she's more your age, always. Yeah. And uh, I had to beg. 
I had to like break rules. I had to seriously push boundaries to get anything I wanted when I was younger, whether it was like wearing makeup. I remember shaving my legs being a huge bugbear for me, man. Really? Oh, mate, she was absolutely adamant I wasn't going to start. Like, I got the whole, once you start, you'll never be able to stop. And I don't know why I portrayed my mum as a character from Roald Dahl. She's actually really lovely. It was like the, the lady with the apple who gets, <laughs> yeah. gets Snow White the apple. Snow White. My mum's actually lovely. God, I hope she doesn't listen to this one. But anyway, that is the that is how I see her at that point in my life. And she was like, you can't shave your legs. And I remember wanting to have highlights. And you couldn't have highlights. Nothing. Laura come along. Oh, my God. Because I had because I had sort of softened my mind yes. and had to really fight for all these things. She was fucking going out in town at 14. <laughs> she, had a, she had a boyfriend from the year above me. All Laura did what she wanted. So you, little younger sisters, whether it's dancing internationally or yes. shaving your legs, yes. you get it bloody easy, don't you? Uh, the thing is, I have two sisters as well. So <gasps> there's one in between me and Mutsi. So Mutsi was like really good and really adamant. She was playing national team, national squad, netball, swimming, athletics. She was like the overachiever in sports. And then I have another one who was academically really, really, really smart. But obviously they're girls. So shaving legs, like you say, cutting your hair, chewing gum. That chewing gum, my parents were like, you can't. Because, no, not yeah, because they were crazy. The it's because they, it. they stick it underneath the table yeah. and all that. <laughs> So my parents were like, no, you girls can't do that. So because they, I think they tired my parents up. When I came, it was like, mm, we've got two, we've got two. They survived. This last one, she can do whatever she wants. And so I, I never really struggled to, from my parents, get what I want. Because my two sisters, I feel like had done everything. They, yeah. they received, and they are about the same age, just two year difference. So they received it all from my sisters from both sides. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. No one stressed me. So by the time you came around, like your parents were just absolutely shattered and they went, fuck it. If she wants to give up siblings, yeah, <laughs> she can. let the girl dance. Let her dance. That's, We've got no more energy. That's what says. Which is like, you don't know. I mean, <laughs> you don't know. And also it was the age. So my mom is like 36 years older than me. So when I was a teenager... She was also kind of up and coming in her career. She was at the peak. So she wasn't still trying to figure it out. With Mutsi, she was trying to figure out what it is to be a good mom. So everything was like, you can't go there. You can't go there. With me, they were like, ah, you'll survive. You'll get a scab and then you'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, so you went straight, mate, from being in South Africa Mm -hmm. to Germany. What made you go to Germany? Was it because Mutsi was there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so what happens is... A big dancing culture there? Like, I I don't... um, I've never really thought about Germany as being a real home of ballroom dancing. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why. Yeah. So what what happens is, in South Africa, there are a lot of dancers, a lot of talented, talented dancers. But unfortunately, the opportunity is not there. We don't have, like, a West End. We don't have commercial shows. We don't have... There's so many things you can do in Europe, in Europe alone as a dancer. But unfortunately, we don't have those opportunities back at home. So you have to move to Europe or America or Australia. And if you move to Europe, there are about five countries you can go to. Either you come to the UK, you go to Germany, Italy, France, maybe Spain. And my sister was already in Germany and training in the UK. 
So at least we had the steps. Our My coach, my dance trainer is, is a British man. So we used to live in Germany and also train in the UK. And the reason why I chose Germany is because the system for competitive dancing in Germany is incredible. You get... That doesn't surprise us. Yeah, so you get money for training you get money for travel you get money for competitions you are in the national team so you are seen as an athlete not as an art um you get subsidized for cars so you actually can live a really really good life as a competitive dancer and so mm-hmm. i was like just hard work good partner who who's marius and then we made it into the top 12 and then we were able to make a living out of it. And that's why if I'd moved to any other country, they see dance as an art. That means yeah. the government doesn't subsidize it. That means it's not seen as a sport. So there's no federation. But basically, you don't make a lot of, um, you, you can't survive. As a, you know what I mean? You can't survive. You, you can't get insurance. You can't start your own business. It's really tough. Yeah, mate, that's so interesting. I had no idea about no idea about that at all. Mm. That's really fucking well yeah. done, Germany. Then yeah, they're really good. You get national colours. Um, you get a physio. You get a physical check. You go to the, the big. They called it Verbandstrainer, which means it's the whole federation and it's it's the high level where the the football players go, the rugby players go, and you get training for a week and they train you at the high center. The same way they train all the German athletes. It's insane, but it's brilliant. So do you speak German then? Natürlich. Oh, right. Well, I mean, I took German. Really? I, I took German and French. So I took French for about three years and did all right. So they were like, you know what? You've obviously got an aptitude for languages. Language. On some level. Let's try you with German. And after fucking two years, mate, <laughs> the only thing I can say, and I don't even know if it makes any sense... Is um, oh, but, I want right, to I... hear you speak German with your Newcastle uh, accent. Right. Well, you're in for a treat. So this is all I can say. My tinta fish is kaput. Um, my tinta fish. Yeah, I think I said my octopus is broken, but I'm not sure. <laughs> It's all I've got in my locker. <laughs> why would you have an octopus? Like fish and why would fish? it be broken? Why would you say tinta? Tinta? Or do you mean kleiner? Kleiner fuss is kaput. My kleiner fuss is kaput. My kleiner fuss would... My little God. feet are broken. Oh. Well, octopus I mean, what... is octopus. Octopus is just octopus. So tinta fish octopus. isn't even a thing. Mm, no, not really. So who, right, so whoever was teaching me German is also full of shit. <laughs> no, also, maybe not that. Maybe you just heard it wrong. Maybe maybe you were, you were not listening correctly. <laughs> oh, well, there goes my summer plans to holiday oh, in Frankfurt. You go out to Berlin. You love Berlin. I see oh, you I mean, as a Berlin girl. Really? Well, I'm mm. desperate to travel more. I think we all are. So yeah. fingers crossed. I'll have to come to you for a bit of a lesson before then. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. But when you were in Germany, you absolutely thrived. You honed your craft. You met your husband, am I right? Yes. So I met, I, I met. He wasn't my husband when I met him. He wasn't. He wasn't it. So, so how it works is that makes sense. You leave. Are you going to tell Africa. me how dating works? Now I'm going to tell you how dating. No, no, not dating. How I met my husband. Basically, okay. it's not even dating. So I left South Africa with the intention to find a dance partner. Right. Got it. And so you have to sign up on a on a search, a dance partner search that says. I'm this t- uh, height, this is how much um, I'm willing to work, this is the level of dancing. And so, so it's like Tinder. But for- no, you see, I knew you'd take it there. That's why I'm saying no. That's why I have to explain this. I told you don't okay. get me in trouble. No, it is not like Tinder. That is my statement. No, it is nothing. No no Tinder, no Griner, no Raya, no nothing. Nothing, no. <laughs> I am denying that I've said it. I'm very, very clear on my words. No, so you put your information on a site and right. you, you search for someone that you could try out with. You, it could be Facebook, word of mouth, coaches. So you just try to get whoever you can. And then for a week, you spend like a week training with different boys, seeing that maybe you want to move to Denmark. Maybe you want to go to Scotland. Maybe you want to be in Germany. And I happened to find this guy through my sister, who was like, there's a guy looking for a partner. He's got a dance studio. He's, got, he's really smart. Uh, he thinks he's, he's, he's quite good and stable. Have a try out with him. We did one tryout, and there was like a little, little spot there. And then yes. I was like, "All right, fine. It's Germany. I don't have to move to like Finland or Denmark or somewhere really far." Mm-hmm. He lives two, three hours away from my sister, and and it worked. And so we started out just as dance partners. That was me and Marius. Then mm-hmm. I my. I needed to go back because of my visa situation. I was just there on holiday and you can't work um, when you're in Germany with the, with the wrong visa. So I went home and it was going to take me six months. Ooh, six months time, isn't it? To, yeah, to get a visa for Germany. So Marius decided to come to South Africa then and be so- there. What was, right, so you must have felt something like, even though it was in a professional capacity and you as well, going to be dance partners, was there a, a romantic spark when you first danced together? Because I've yeah. seen you guys dance and I fucking don't know how you all don't fall in love with each other. I swear, like, I watch no. it and I'm like, no, nah, I definitely cheat on me, fella. Like, no. It's so bad. Do you know what it is? When, when it's like what you do when you're at work, right? And you're shooting your show or whatever. And there's someone who's looking at you in the eye. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to fall in love with them because it's work. And, right. and, and I think when, when people see it on, on like on the screen and, and they see the dancing and they see it's our job to do that. It's our jo- So every dance has its own character. Every, every single movement has to mean something. And so like the rumba, the rumba is the dance of love. 
you can't look like you hate someone in the dance of love. So you have to work and make it look like you like someone because it's called the dance of love. But when you're competing, like I'm just talking about competitive, you're in the gym, you're teaching, you're running rounds. That means five dances. You're doing them about six times. You're sweating. You, you have to then have a life with this person. So it's not as romantic as it sounds. Do you know what I mean? Because it's work. It's a job. And so when you do see it also, maybe on a show, it's work. And we've been working from 10 until 10 in the evening. It's our job. You have to make a note of it. Look. This is the dance. You need to get in character of the dance. And that's why we talk a lot about character of the dance. You need to understand the history of the dance. You need to know how to portray it. So when you see me looking into your eyes, I'm pro- what you guys see at home is, oh, that's a lovely rumba. What's going on in the mouth is going, move your left foot, move your right foot, move it. Like, and he's oh, like focusing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. smile, make it look like this is easy. Da, 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 da. It's a lot of information. Make it look like you're not terrified I, Exactly. Me. Make it look like you're having the best time of your life because 50 million people are watching you. So it is, it's, I see it as work. So it's yeah. intense work. But with Marius, it was obviously different. There was something there, Audie. And was it there Very from different. The, the get-go? And did you try and think, oh, I've got to ignore this because he's such a great professional partner? Or did you give into it? Like, he must have felt something to come out of South Africa dead early doors, mate. <laughs> he wasn't messing around. He knew he had no, a prize. It was, it was, it was amazing. It, it, there was a spark. There was always going to be a spark. We, we, I mean, we danced together. We laughed together. We got on, we have the same humor and not only after work, it, it was different. I mean, I'd never been with, I'd never been with anyone European. And so it was like, okay, I like this. Oh, um, yes. and, and he'd never been with anyone from South Africa. So it was completely different because it was combining of two different worlds, two different cultures, two different lifestyles, rhythms, mm-hmm. um, kind of, I was in South Africa, we're very chilled. I, I used to be extremely chilled. And he's used to be like, bam, 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 bam. And so we needed to find a way to kind of meet in the middle. And I think once we found that, ba- yeah, once we found that balance, it was like, okay, cool. Now, now we can be a unit. Now we can be a team. We understand each other. So then once you started, to, when did it flourish? Did you get to South Africa and it, yeah. it just blossomed naturally? And did you still, did you dance professionally together as a couple as well? So, yeah, so we started together dancing. Then we, we, we became girlfriend and boyfriend. Aww. And, <laughs> and <laughs> so weird. And this happened 10 years ago. It's so weird um, talking about it. It's so weird. Um, and and I, I think our life just became one, you know, mm. that, like I said, you, you go everywhere together. You, this person becomes connected to your hip. They become a part of you. And it was natural. There, were, mm. there weren't no bumpy rides in the beginning and there were no, mm, I'm not quite sure about that. It just flowed. It really, really flowed. And if we were fighting, we were fighting against we were fighting as a couple against mm-hmm. other things you know we were we were a team we we're a real team we still are mm-hmm. so how long has he been married together now Woody? 
eight years together. Oh, ten. mate. Congratulations. That's, Thank a, that's you. no mean feat. And you've lived together now in London, I'm assuming. Yes. So we started out in Germany um, and then I moved to England and then he was traveling back and forth. And then and we were doing that from 2015 until lockdown. Honestly? Lo- and yeah. Yeah. We were traveling Shit. back and forth. And so because of lockdown the last week, they were like, we're closing borders. So that was the first time we lived together and we loved it. Oh, it was, yes. I'm so pleased you said that because you could have gone either way, mate. No, we could loved it? it because we'd never had that. Like, but yeah. no, we, we've lived together in terms of competing and, and, and working and dance together. But once I moved to Strictly, we have a life in Germany. We have dance schools. We have students. We have properties. We have a whole community. And he started that. He started that before I came along. Yeah. And, I, and, and I would never ask for him to give that all up for me to follow my dreams. And I was like, the only way we could both be happy is if we both build ourselves up. It doesn't matter how we change, but you need to stand on your own and I need to stand on my own for us to meet and and, and have that togetherness. And And it worked. It worked really, really, really well. But with lockdown, it was the first time that we lived together in this country with like like how everybody was with nothing to do. Yeah. Like we were looking at each other and we were like, wow, this is good. This is fun. We're cooking together. We're Did playing you explain that? Oh my gosh, yeah. Was Absolutely. there not... For two people like you who are like quite clearly type A personalities, super busy, high achievers, yes. used to being on the go. Like, I think that's got to be such a huge culture shock, mate. And was there ever a moment where you're no. like, fucking hell, I'm sick of the sight of you? Or were no. you just like, this is a dream come true? This, it was amazing because what happened was we started an online festival because we have so much energy and, and yeah. we, we do so much. I was like, babe, we need to give back. <laughs> We need to, I had just won Strictly that year and I was like, people have voted for me and and the person I was with at that time. And I want a a way to say thank you. We have a kid next door who I see him every day. His name is Chris and I'll give him a hug, but I couldn't. (laughs) I had to say hello through the window and that Mm. broke my heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to give back. So I started doing online classes and then he was like, I'll do them with you. And so Every day for about six months, we were doing online classes. That means we, we'd have to choreograph together, which is something that we need, we never did. We, we were making breakfast for each other and eating breakfast together because we had work, which is all these three <laughs> online classes. Then I joined forces with my friend Karen and she would do the fitness. I would do the dancing. And then it started to grow into, let's get Boris Becker in. Let's get Matt Tibbet in to cook. Let's get Candice Brown to bake. And then yeah. during lockdown, we started a whole business. And I mean, we didn't make any money from it, but we started this whole f- online festival. And it, it made us feel like, oh my gosh, we could do other stuff yeah. in the dancing world together. So it was brilliant. We were like, oh my gosh, we're cooking together. Let's have a drink. What's your favorite cocktail? I was like, I don't know. You like cocktails? Like, yeah, I like this. I like this. So it was so much fun because we had grown. We had matured, but we hadn't, um, because of lockdown and it was in that confined space, we were learning how much we had grown. And that was really nice. 
I think it's so lovely, Odie. Like, I'm obviously used to hearing all my pals be like, fucking hell, I can't wait till he goes back to work. And do you know what I mean, a lot of us, like, a lot of people have really struggled. But it's so beautiful to hear that actually lockdown for you and Marius was such a lovely yeah. time where you were able to get to know each other again and yeah. take your foot off the gas for the first time in the last yeah. 10 years. So I'm really pleased for you, mate. What's the plans going forward? Is he back in Germany? Are you going yeah. back to this, like, oh, long distance? So, I mean, I was really lucky because the first lockdown it was just the two of us um and we were learning to enjoy we started climbing we started playing tennis we started playing basketball we started doing all these things walking just together just the two of us and then second lockdown I went into Strictly so I didn't really experience being with him so I was away through that whole second lockdown we had to live by ourselves so again I moved away yeah and he was literally 10 minutes I can see the flat that I used to live in it was 10 minutes away <laughs> and I was like gosh gosh I miss him I miss, him. miss him yes but we couldn't we couldn't we had to sit outside socially distanced because I couldn't put Bill at risk um oh. so it, it wasn't because I knew the goal I knew the goal and he mm-hmm. knew the goal it, it doesn't become hard because we then understand each other um mm. third lockdown it was winter yeah yeah and now it's like okay now we need to dig deep and I was really lucky that he was there to catch me um and I was there to catch him so that that was really good that we went in and out of lockdown so now things are slightly going back and if you think about it for two years he hadn't gone back to Germany he hadn't seen his family in two years he is he is a family but like his mom and mm-hmm. dad, his sisters and brothers are everything. So he went home and he was just like, wow, this this just feels really good. So he's probably, for him. yes, yeah. going back to the schools, making sure that the kids there are okay and then coming back. So he'll probably do a week and then a week here or two weeks and two weeks off. Oh, lovely, mate. It's so nice that you've managed yeah. to make that work. It's been a really yeah. difficult year for everybody, but it sounds like yeah. you've absolutely smashed it. Audie, that is the end of part one. Can I ask you back for part two? And I'm going to talk to you all about the Strictly Curse. I feel like I already know where your head's at with that, but I'm going to ask <laughs> anyway. The next room's coming up, and all about your brand new job on The Masked Dancer. Yeah! When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.